Welcome NEC fans to the NEC Overtime Pod and thank you for joining us as we recognize a student athlete who has persevered through adversity and is leaving her mark of inspiration on the NEC community. My name is Adrian Barajas and I'm a communications assistant at the NEC. Today we are pleased to be joined by Olivia Snell from Lemoyne College and a member of the women's cross country track and field team. Thanks for joining us. Uh, first and foremost, Olivia, I just want to say welcome to the NEC. Uh, we're so happy to um, add Lemoyne to our conference uh, as a full-time member. Um, you know, we wish you nothing but the best um, as a, as a full-time member now. Um, so uh, without further ado, um, could you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who Liv is. Yeah, so I'm Liv. I'm very happy to be here representing Lemoyne and Lemoyne Cross Country Track and Field. Um, I'm a grad student at Lemoyne. I'm in the Creative and Non-for-Profit Administration program. I graduated from Lemoyne in the spring with a degree in psychology. Um, I've been a member of the cross country and track and field team since my freshman year. And I'm involved in a variety of things on campus, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, uh, Chronic Illness Awareness Club, and Student Government, just to name a few. Amazing, thank you for joining us. Um, Liv, we uh, got the chance to look over and read your, your blog post um, about about yourself. Can you just share just a little bit about um, what that, uh, give us some insight of that blog post um, and why we're actually here today talking? Yeah, so um, I am chronically ill. Um, I know I don't look sick, but I am not healthy. Um, I suffer from a variety of autoimmune conditions, um, being systemic lupus, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, Raynaud's rheumatoid arthritis, uh, dysautonomia and specifically dysautonomia neurogenic uh, orthostatic hypotension. Usually I just say lupus to accompany all those things um, because that's the main one, but I'm not really supposed to be an athlete and I'm here. So just trying to spread awareness for chronic and invisible illnesses and do what I can. I just want to say it's um, very brave and admirable of, of, of what you're doing, right? After reading your blog post and now, um, you being willing to come on here and talk about it. It's very um, honorable what you're doing. So I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Um, and I just wanna start off by asking, um, how did you first discover that you had lupus, right? Um, and what were some of those initial challenges that you faced? Could you give us some background about that? Yeah, so I uh, first started getting sick when I was a freshman in high school. And I was a very active student in high school being involved in different sports, clubs, organizations, um, in and outside of school. And so I first started getting just really exhausted and tired. Um, I had this terrible brain fog. My joints were swelling up like balloons. And I was just in a lot of pain and generally pretty unwell. Um, I was very nauseous. I was throwing up most of what I ate. And when I was spending most of my time in bed instead of at school, that's when my mom kind of knew that there was an issue because that was very um, out of the ordinary for me, I was always moving. Um, I saw a couple doctors. I lost about 20 pounds um, in the span of less than a month, which is a lot. Um, and so I saw a few doctors. One of the doctors I saw told me that I was an over-emotional teenager who needed to go to therapy, um, and that it was all in my head, which, of course, made me very upset um, because you never know how someone's feeling on the inside and what they're going through. Um, I didn't get diagnosed until I was a senior in high school. Um, I spent uh, 
some of August. I went in August before my senior year to Boston Children's Hospital. Um, and between my freshman and senior year, I had been seeing tons of doctors, um, getting tons of tests done. And then it was in November of my senior year that I was finally diagnosed with lupus by my rheumatologist. Um, and it was Boston who had suggested dysautonomia as well. And I had seen, I'd seen rheumatologists, cardiologists, neurologists, endocrinologists, the whole nine yards, um, because lupus really affects your entire body. So what lupus is, is essentially your immune system. Instead of attacking um, outside pathogens, it attacks your body. So it's a, your immune system is attacking itself. And so that affects your muscles, your organs, your joints, pretty much your entire somatic system. Um, and so that was very challenging, especially, you know, when I was younger, before I was diagnosed, people telling me it was all in my head. It's not something that you can see. So I started to think, is it in my head? Is this, am I crazy? Is this something that I'm just making up? And, you know, people in high school are mean. They see that you look healthy, you look fine. They think you're not sick. They feel free to share that. You're faking it. You're not sick. You know, you're fine. Um, and then your blood work panel lights up like a Christmas tree and people can see that you're not fine. Um, so that was definitely a challenge. But I think, you know, I realized pretty quickly that I couldn't throw myself a pity party. It's pretty easy to do that in these situations. But lupus isn't going anywhere, so it's much better to have a positive outlook on it than sit here and think, why me? I don't deserve this and stuff like that, so. Wow, um, you know, just thank you so much for sharing and giving us, um, you know, that, that, that glimpse into, into um, the, day, the day you found out and that process <laughs> meant, like, I can't imagine, right, some of those challenges that go beyond uh, the, the physical um, drainage and the physical hurt that you must be feeling. It, it, it turned into some psychological challenges, right? Professionals, um, you know, saying things uh, to make you think one way and it's just not true. And then, and then, you know, as well as your peers, um, creating some of this psychological um, adversity. But um, for you to be here today with a big smile on your face and brave and, and willing to share this, um, it's just admirable. So I just want to say thank you for for sharing some of those initial challenges. And um, I know just the majority, including myself, cannot step into your shoes and even relate to how you're feeling. So just thank you for giving us insight. Um, that's awesome. Um, so you shared with us the beginning, right? This happened in high school. So let's fast forward to college. Okay, you're in college now. Can you share your journey of being a college student athlete while managing lupus? Yeah, so it's definitely... Um, very different. Uh, I struggle a lot on the day to day. You know, I was like sick in high school, but really it was, I had a pretty bad flare, uh, around June, July after my senior year. And then things just started to really go downhill from there. Um, but you know, what really helped is I have a, a super understanding coach. So there are days that I'm running a workout and all of a sudden I'll get really dizzy. I'll start throwing up and I just can't do anything else. And he is super understanding. Um, I have phenomenal teammates that help get me through. And it's definitely discouraging at times, you know, you're sitting here and you're watching your teammates do all these workouts and being fine. And it's discouraging because sometimes you feel like less of an athlete. You can't do all the things that they can do, but it's definitely helpful to have such a supportive team and such a supportive coaching system um, just reminding me that I'm here for a reason and that what I'm doing is 
what I can do. And at the end of the day, you know, everyone's putting in their best and some people's best one day looks different. Um, it's definitely something to get used to. You know, one day I can wake up and I can be totally fine and run a workout. And then five minutes later, I can end up in a flare and be incredibly sick or I can be fine all day. And then the next day, wake up and feel terrible. It's definitely an, an hour to hour thing. Um, and no one will ever understand that until you're in the shoes of someone who's chronically ill, which could make it lonely, but I have amazing teammates who choose to try to understand the best they can, which definitely helps. You know, I just want to say it really feels like you've been led to like the right place, right? The right team, the right school. It seems like Lemoyne has uh, just you know, has truly just welcomed you, right? And 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 made it an environment for you to just still thrive. And I want to go back to what you said. Um, you said sometimes um when you're when you have a flare up um and you get that nausea uh, dizzy and 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 feel sick, it sometimes makes you feel less than an athlete, right? But um, you know, just hearing you talk about this, and if you ask me, I feel like it makes you more of an athlete, right? Because on top of the uh, the challenges and the difficult of a workout, right? Especially as a runner, some of these workouts um, uh, on the track and um, they're difficult as they are. But to have another obstacle and adversity that you that you bring onto the track and or onto the um, cross country course and face, you know, I don't think many athletes can respond the same way that you do, right? With that, with the mentality and the perseverance. Um, you know, just not knowing the unpredictability of how you might feel on any given day at any given moment at any given point on the course or on the track. So um, I just want it's almost like I want to like say sorry that you feel that you feel less. But if you ask me, it sounds like it makes me feel like you're more of an athlete because of the additional obstacles that and, and adversity that you have to, um, you know, work through. Um, so hats off to you just just for that. Um, but, you know, that's awesome. Um, and I want to bring something up from your um, your blog post that you you wrote for us. So in your NEC overtime blog post, this is what you wrote. Frankly, there are days when running just makes me suffer. But this pain is a pain that I welcome because it is there because I chose for it to be. I chose to go on a run. I did not choose to be ill. Um, just words that are incredibly powerful, incredibly moving. Um, how has running served as a source of strength? and motivation to you while living with lupus? Yeah, so, you know, there's going to come a day when lupus and my other chronic illnesses are going to take away my ability to run, and I'm not going to be able to run anymore. Um, and until that happens, every run that I go on is one that I'm taking back from lupus. So it's really, um, I'm using it selfishly, almost. I'm using it as a way to fight back and take something back from the diseases that will eventually take everything from me. And um, I think, you know, I have a pretty good perspective on it all. And I think that that definitely helps. But ultimately, running has allowed me to just take something back that lupus has and will take more from me in the future. Awesome. So now in the scope of um, the everyday life of a, of a student athlete, right? Academics, athletics, self-care, social. How do you balance the demands of these things, academics, athletics, the self-care while living with a chronic illness? 
what adjustments did you have to make in your training and your athletic routine? How about the classroom socially? Can you just share um, some thoughts around that? Yeah, so um, being a student athlete is obviously very time consuming. And when you add in being chronically ill on top of that, there's a lot that goes into my daily routine. Um, I wake up and I have a variety of meds to take. Um, I also have meds in the middle of the day and at the end, but ultimately it's just about listening to your body. Um, there are days when I will spend the majority of the day in bed um, just because that's what my body needs. And a lot of people will be like, oh, you're spending your day in bed, you need to be productive. But for me, that is being productive because I know that if I want to spend time with my friends and if I want to have a good workout at practice and if I want to do well in my classes, I need to listen to my body first. Um, so at the end of the day, like just being able to know what my body needs and when it's time to take a break. Um, I was very active in high school. I did just about everything. So one of the biggest lessons that I learned was that sometimes you just need to slow down and take a break. And that can be very disheartening for someone who just wants to keep moving. Um, but that is self-care. And a very big lesson that I had to learn was slowing down is not being lazy. It's not being weak. It's sometimes you're being more strong by slowing down and allowing yourself the rest that you need. Wow. Um, I love that. And that kind of answered a little bit um, of the question I was going to follow you up with um, about some specific strategies and techniques. Um, and I think that's a key thing. It sounds like for you is just being in tune um, with your body and allowing your body to, to, uh, you know, like trusting in, in what it's saying, Hey, I need rest. So I'm going to take the time to rest so that you can do the things that you need. Um, wow. That, that that's, that's awesome that you have that awareness. Um, cool. So I want, I want to bring this back. Um, you, you talked about your coaches and your teammates. Um, could you just elaborate? How has your support system coaches, teammates, how have they played a role in your athletic career? So when <clears throat> I was a freshman, our first day of preseason, we had a workout um, at Barry Park, which is about a mile and a half, two miles away from campus, and we were running there, and it was incredibly hot. And one of my triggers is weather. So in the heat and in the humidity, my heart rate goes crazy up in the 200s. I get super dizzy, super nauseous. I'm throwing up. The heat is not good for me. The cold isn't good for me either. My pain and my uh, joint discomfort is a lot worse than the cold, but it's a lot easier to push through pain than it is through fainting. This, you can push through pain, you know, to an extent. If you're fainting, you can't really just will your way through that. Um, so I was struggling, and we were supposed to have a time trial. I didn't end up running it. Uh, my coach ended up driving me back because I was unable to run back and I was sitting there and I was really upset with myself because I was ready and I wanted to be there and I wanted to be a part of the team. And I was like, Oh, I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I bit off more than I can chew. And I was really upset with myself and my coach was driving me back. And he said, look, Liv, you know, this, it's a partnership. I'm going to teach you about running and you're going to teach me about lupus. And that changed my whole outlook on everything. He had only met with me a couple of times before and immediately believed in me and believed that I had something in me to get to this team, um, which made me believe in myself. And I have never brought this up to him. So if he's listening to this podcast, thank you, Coach Wheelis. Um, 
but there are just, you know, there are some things that stick with me. Um, also, when I was a freshman, our captain at the time, Eva, she, she's incredible. She's so lovely. She had such an impact on me when um, she was at Lemoyne. But we had a workout, and it was in the rain. In the um, It was a little chilly, so I was supposed to be okay. I was supposed to be able to push through pain. You know, I wasn't fainting, but it's not always black and white. It's not just, oh, it's hot, I'm going to feel bad, and oh, it's not hot, I'm going to feel good. Um, the barometric pressure changes and things of that sort all have an effect. So I was not feeling well. And I remember, you know, telling my team, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I couldn't finish the workout. Like, I really wanted to. I just, I'm sorry. And she said, Liv, you know, like, you're the strongest one out there just being here. And that also stuck with me. Um, just specific words that people say. Um, this year, as a grad student, I have made amazing friends with some of the underclassmen. Um, and within a week of knowing some of them, they were all wearing lupus awareness bracelets. Um, one of the freshmen put a lupus awareness charm on his sneakers because I had extra. Just, you know, being surrounded by so much support, um, I definitely would not be where I am without the support that I have. And every team has their problems from year to year. You know, when you're with the same people for four years of your life, there's going to be some animosity from time to time. But no matter what happens with the team, I know that there's always people who have my back and who care about me and who want to see me succeed and want to see me do well. And I just want the same for them. It's incredible. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just side note, like I'm a very emotional person. So it's so hard to keep, um, you know, from crying, but only because it warms my heart so much to know that um, not only have you been welcomed and, um taking care of but the encouragement right um it's everything that you, you know you would you would want from your team and your coach the understanding the encouragement the you know when you fall down someone's there to to pick you back up and let you know like hey we're gonna get at it um you know we're proud of what you're doing um and we see your struggle beyond um so like don't feel sorry like this is this is encouraging to us and um just from the words right that you mentioned to the actions, right? Putting the bracelets on, on, um, you know, their, their running shoes or whatever it might be wearing it on their, on their body, um, both the words and the actions, um, speak volumes. So, uh, wow, that's, that's incredible. Again, I just want to reiterate, it just sounds like Lemoyne is truly like that second home. Um, and, 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 uh, it's like, you've, you've been led to the right place. Um, awesome. Next, I just want to ask, uh, are there any specific resources, um, organizations that you have been particularly helpful um, for you as a student athlete with lupus? Um, honestly, the club that I founded has been incredibly helpful. So when I was a freshman, I um, filed a notion to start a chronic illness awareness club, and it was not accepted at first but I appealed it um, and applied again, and then it was. So just before COVID, we got approved. So we didn't actually start until um, fall of 2020. That was our first semester. Um, but just seeing like immediately the people who wanted to be involved. And at first it was mostly people on my team, which is perfectly fine. You know, they're there for support, but we have grown immensely. Um, we have grad students, people from every class cohort. Um, we have professors who are involved, staff members of the school who are involved, community members who have reached out to me. 
um, to ask when our meetings are. And, you know, it's, it's kind of selfish. I created this club uh, for other people to help other people. And really, I'm using it to help myself. Um, but you got to do what you got to do. Um, you know, sometimes in helping other people, you find a community that you didn't know you needed. Um, and seeing people so excited to learn about invisible and chronic illnesses, it just makes me so happy. Um, so what we do in this club, we do a variety of things. Um, we do usually once a semester, we'll have a card making night and we'll make cards for the children's hospital um, through Cards for Kids. And so we'll send those out. We do uh, movie nights. So last week we had a meeting where we watched the docuseries, Trust Me, I'm Sick which followed, um, I believe it was five different chronically ill individuals in their diagnosis process and throughout their life. And um, they just told their story and what they wanted people to know. Um, we did a race left for life two years ago. Um, we're gonna do that again in the spring. So shameless plug, but <laughs> anyone wants to join a fundraising race, um, it's a one hour race on a track and whoever does the most laps wins. So pretty, uh, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um, we've done trivia. We've worked with On My Team 16, um, which is a pediatric oncology program. So we sold shirts and raised money for them. Um, we've participated in the, uh, their climb program, which is they, we climb the um, staircase of the tallest building in Syracuse to support pediatric oncology patients. Um, and essentially, it's just, you know, it's a space. You don't have to be chronically ill to join. Um, it's for everyone just to raise awareness for invisible and chronic illnesses and show people that there are people out there who care. Amazing. Oh man, that's amazing. Um, I just want to follow up. So as a grad student, right, um, you're beginning to transition into, um, the, you know, the professional realm, right, um, the workplace and uh, life outside of off campus, outside of college. Do you have any aspirations to continue advocacy? Yes, of course. I, I really, I don't think that someone ha is born with a destiny. I think they have to make it themselves. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that I am here to be an advocate. I strongly believe that. Um, I think that maybe, you know, people think everything happens for a reason. I think sometimes you have to make that reason. And I think my reason that I am sick is to help other people because at the end of the day, you, no one is gonna understand what a chronically ill person is going through until they're chronically ill. And that's sad and it's lonely, but when you find other chronically ill people and you're able to help them, it's incredible. And I truly believe that that's what I'm here for. Um, whether that's some destiny or fate, I don't know. Whether it's me just saying that's what I'm here for, it is. That's, that's what I was put on this earth for, to help other people. And so I definitely, um, will continue being an advocate for chronic illness awareness my entire life. Um, I'm living it. It's, it's my life. It's not going anywhere. Um, the least I can do is help other people, um, but also mental health awareness. So I next year, I'm enrolled in a program at Springfield College in Massachusetts in their sports and exercise psychology program. Um, so my ultimate career, career goal is to work in the mental health awareness realm, but I will definitely be working in the chronic illness awareness realm as well amazing um we love to see that you know the continued advocacy and your your goals and aspirations um amazing um and that actually answered some of my questions uh that, that we're going to follow that but in case you want to add in anything maybe something's um 
inside of athletics as well as well as outside but can you just share or elaborate um any more of your long-term goals any more of your long-term aspirations um you know whether it be on the track or uh, off the track and then um you know you're into your career um you mentioned um some of those things but is there anything else how about in the realm of athletics yeah, so um, athletically, I would really like to run the Lupus Marathon in New York City eventually. Um, that is one of my, I guess, bucket list items. Um, that would be incredible. I don't know if my body would be able to handle that. It's a very day-to-day -day thing, but we'll see. Um, I also would like to run a Ragnar at some point. It's uh, a relay race, and they do one in Vermont in the mountains, and I just think that would be so fun. But um, you know, athletically, we're always looking for PRs. Um, I think for me, you know, running is a very day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's very easy to get caught up in time, but I like to think more about how I feel during a race, how I feel mentally. Um, and we had a 5K last weekend, and the majority of my team PR'd, and I'm so happy for them. And even though I didn't PR, I felt that I had a breakthrough race for this season. Um, I just felt that I handled it so well mentally, um, especially with how unwell that I felt. I felt that I ran it very well. Um, and so even though, you know, track is a numbers game, at the end of the day, it's way more than just numbers. There's way more that you can't see. So I would like to have more races like that in the future um, and really just finish my last year of eligibility with uh, nothing left in me. I want to leave it all out there and just enjoy it because the past four years have been life-changing for me. Um, I never ran cross-country in high school. I was not a distance runner. I was a hurdler and I did race walk. Um, so when I decided to run cross-country, I was a little scared, but it absolutely changed me and for the better. I can't imagine my life without it at this point. So I'm just trying to enjoy every little bit that I have left. Amazing. Um, you know, and we're all rooting for you, hoping that you do enjoy every ounce of that. Um, thank you. Man, that that what what was that second one you mentioned in Vermont? Vermont, what was that called again? Uh a Ragnar. Yeah, that's so they do it. Awesome. Um they do it like all over. There's a bunch of different ones, but uh one of my friends in high school ran one and it's an overnight race and it's a relay and you run three legs and I have always wanted to run one. So maybe my teammates in the future will run or want to run one as well. Wow. That, that's awesome. Cool. Thank you. All right. We're, we're getting into like our, our last few questions or like our last two. Um, and I just want to ask you, uh, what do you consider to be your greatest accomplishment thus far in your collegiate career? I think just being here, um, I don't like to say like, oh, I'm so great. I'm doing this because, you know, everyone's dealing with their own thing. Um, just because I handled this very well does not mean that I would handle the person next to me, their problems very well. Everyone handles things very differently. Um, so I don't like to talk like that, but I know that in the way that I have dealt with things, being here is a pretty big accomplishment for me. Um, I don't like to say that I'm strong or resilient, but I know that I am resilient. Um, and I think that that's okay to say. Um, but just, just being here and being able to push through adversity and 
use my position to help other people because that's at the end of the day, that's all I want to do. I want to make people feel less alone, make people feel more understood and just be there for other people in the way that I wish I had someone to be there for me when I was getting diagnosed. Wow. Amazing. And then finally, what advice would you give to other student athletes who are dealing with chronic illnesses like lupus? What messages, words of encouragement would you like to share with other young women specifically who are facing similar challenges in their athletic journey um, while living with a chronic illness? What might that sound like? I would say that there is a power in vulnerability. Um, mm -hmm. Sharing your story, you know, no one is going to know what you're going through until you talk about it. And people can say all they want, oh, they're doing this for attention. They want people to feel bad for them. You know that's not true. You are sharing your story to help other people. And there is such a strength and grace in that. Um, and also just knowing that, you know, how you feel on a daily basis, no one knows that except for you. And people can try to understand, but they can't understand. And that's okay. And it may be lonely, but it's kind of empowering um, to know that, you're the only one who knows how you feel. And just as the person next to you is the only one who knows how they feel. Um, and then the last thing I would say is just be gentle with yourself. You know, don't get down on yourself for not being able to do everything everyone else can. Forgive yourself for not being able to do everything everyone else can because what you're going through is so individual and it's really up to you. You're all you've got at the end of the day. It's a privilege to be healthy and it's a privilege to run and it's a privilege to be here. So you may wake up and not want to run, but you have to understand how lucky you are just to be able to put one foot in front of the other. Well, thank you, Liv. Um, you couldn't have said it any better. Some awesome words. Um, there's power and vulnerability. Um, I think I think are some things that people really need to hear and just to have that grace, be gentle with yourself. Um, just thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you having on, having you on. But uh, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you, NEC fans, for watching and listening to Olivia Snell and her journey through adversity as an NEC student athlete. We'll see you next time on the NEC Overtime Pod.